everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son, on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 148, November the 26th, 1994, and this is Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we are still in Oakwood, Virginia, at the Garden High School Gymnasium, 400 people in attendance. It was a new venue last week. We talked about it a lot, sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Harper. This is a back-to-back for us, so uh, we just cut episode 147. We go straight to 148. So in real time, it's five minutes for us. It's two. We- it's a week for you. Hopper, I'm sorry. Doc, how are you? Well, I'm blessed as always. Um, but I want to talk to you about something. No. So first of all, yeah, we got a little something to, to cover with you. So first of all, before we get into that, uh, Harper, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, sir. Yeah, I thought so. You're you're usually doing pretty good. You knocked out another blowjob in the in last week's episode. So, mm-hmm. uh, see, uh-oh. uh, Mike, you've been watching TV again, and you were telling me yesterday about a new show you got called Smoky Mountain Money. Tell me oh, what's no. going on. Tell no, me I what's only, going. I only saw like the last twenty minutes of it. I was after I got off Tell- work. I turned on um turned on a TV and. On the National Geographic channel, I guess they call it Nat Geo now, there was a show called Smoky Mountain Money. In what did I they do? Even... What did they do? All get together at the town square and look at the one dollar bill that, that the town has. I, I haven't, I haven't figured out what they do, but there was some hip, the hillbillies <laughs> on that show. It it it, it was interesting. What do you mean? What, what does that mean? Man, it was interesting. What? That's all I'm saying. I mean, what I don't know were they doing? It. No. Why, why, it, yeah. Why, why, why can't you just be honest? Man, man, people are just weird looking <laughs> sometimes. What do you mean by that? Yeah, what does that mean? Boy, they, they fit the stereotype. You know how if you what, go into what, the well, project tell me and more you, about, tell let me, me tell more you something right stereotype. now. If somebody walked into the project and they'd be like, boy, this is the stereotype. Well, it's the same shit with white people. When you so walk I'm, into, well, I know about that stereotype. I don't know about the Smoky Mountain stereotype that you're talking about. I don't know, man. Teeth. I mean, dude was missing some teeth, but not just that, you know, crooked teeth and, and, um, that's that well water. Yeah. One dude had like, they all had camel on. I still can't figure out. I caught the end of it. So I didn't, I I don't understand the show. I read something just to try to figure out what was, what you were trying to tell me. And it looks like that they are, and boy, this is a, this is a weird premise to begin with is that apparently ginseng, the herb, grows wild in that part of the country and it's worth money but it's also heavy heavily regulated on how you can harvest it so these fools are trying to run around and in some sort of gray area of the law harvest ginseng which if that doesn't okay if that doesn't sound like just some stupid get rich Hairbrain, let's get rich scheme, but that a bunch of hillbillies would have. I don't know what does. Get some ginseng, like the shit they put in Arizona iced teas and shit. Sure. <laughs> um. Okay. So you shed some light on what the hell I was watching because they were getting money I, with, and. So let's just put into perspective what happened. You watched the TV show for 20 minutes. I watched it for zero, and I just explained to you what happened on that show. Yeah, I didn't Come Google on. it. I just, I just like, it, it, what struck me was the dudes with the camo, and they just, it was a, it was very stereotypical. And but, I'm sure it was okay, done but here, for, but, but to tie this oh, yeah. back to being useful, is not Why every, they got guns? Uh, it's their <laughs> God-given <laughs> right. (laughs) 
says Harper, the proud you, gun owner. <laughs> Harper, are you trying to are you trying to take away these people's guns? I'm just saying. He ain't, no, he ain't. He ain't. Him and I got to get to a... fucking ginseng. Why they got fucking shotguns? And you don't want to come up on an angry patch of ginseng. <laughs> they was coming right at me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the, why this could be interesting here is we've got an international audience. And so I think sometimes people think that we are picking Man. on picking on these people or unfairly amused by them Look in at this these particular motherfuckers, bro. So He's I, I he just said Google. He just Googled that shit <laughs> and it's finally hitting him what I was this trying to explain and I couldn't like say a, uh, it. Man, so I was just so as as Harper's digesting all of this, I'm just saying that for our international community or for people that are maybe in California, this might shed some insight and some light into what these people. I didn't say you people; these people are really like. Are the things? Yeah. What'd you do, Harper? Did you look up some pictures of the show? Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost <laughs> like they got to be fucking actors. Right. <laughs> well, it's a work. It's a work, man. I thought right. the same thing. I was like, because uh, let me go back to what I said a second ago. I said, imagine if you took a camera, stuck it in a project, and and it would just be like, okay, this is all the stereotypes. I swear, when when I just five minutes of it, I was like, boy, if this ain't fitting the stereotype that someone might think of when they think of Smoky Mountain Men and Smoky Mountain Money. And that that was what came to my mind. And, and uh. to be fair, I saw 15, 10, 15 minutes of the end of an episode. And I just was like, what the hell did I just see? Go ahead, Hopper. I guess if like uh, Smoky Mountain uh, wrestling was around today, this is what the crowd would fucking look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're all wearing fucking Mazio camo and, and man. Mm-hmm. This is no way to live. <laughs> Go ahead and say what you I mean, one girl about. looks cute. Shasta? Shasta Martin. Yeah, she's a rugger. She, she looks like Shasta. she goes to like uh, pre-med at fucking uh, UT or something. No. No? I don't know. She's It's a work somehow, but it'll give everybody out there across the world a, a good current view of what we think's happening over there. <laughs> okay. Can we get started on the show now? Dude. This fucking broad Shasta Martin, but you know they got motherfuckers that fucking live in Pigeon Forge and and fucking Gatlinburg. Like I'll fuck the shit out of Shasta. Where you think she hangs out at? So warm and toasty. Mm. Man, <laughs> that that's what ginseng looks like. What the fuck. <laughs> okay, can we move on? Yeah. All right. <laughs> He said, go check out Smoky Mountain Money on Nat Geo. There you go. I actually like some of the shows on that channel. That's how I found it, to be frank with you all. There's there's some entertaining stuff on that channel. Educational stuff. Let me put it like that. All right. So, uh, again, this is episode... What is this? Episode 148, November 26, 1994. If you're watching on Patreon, don't forget to download the full show because we just did eight minutes on Smoky Mountain Money and Nat Geo um television show and it was a uh, i guess it was gold i don't know uh but again um we that, was, that was like silver maybe maybe silver yeah oakwood virginia shout out to disrespectfully classy marky blassy kyle riley mike Childry. thank you for your generous patronage every month we then go to the opening of the show we have um les thatcher jim ross the Nightmare will take on, they tell us The Nightmare will take on Brian Anderson. Jim Cornette will meet the gangsters in this week's confrontation. And oh boy, wait till you see it. I just want to yeah. fast forward it now if I'm, if we're going to be frank with each other here. Um, and that's all I got from the opening, so I'll keep moving. The first match is James Atkins versus Tracy Smothers. And I'm trying to get to it, so bear with me for is a it, second. Is it all these hillbillies at the front row ripping the, at each other to get to that flag? 
Good God Man. Almighty. Yeah. They are Dude. fighting for position like somebody with teeth that are crazy in front of somebody's mouth. <laughs> give me that. Give me that. I want it. Oh, somebody Holy got it. Holy fuck. Yeah, Trace is like, well, fuck it. I guess you're going to have to fucking wear the flag then. Man, Dude. they were. Bro, that looks like Mardi Gras. <laughs> it really Man, does. it was like Jesus and Moses brought the, Moses brought the sacred st- tablets down the mountain and everybody's trying to get some. Dude, they are lab. Look at this guy. He got. Yeah, he yeah, he is like, into yeah. it. Jesus Christ! I'm they on are TV. lathered up. I'm on TV, Mom. Look at me. I'm waving a flag. <laughs> Here's He's my participation trophy. <laughs> These people are into this, man. This place has got AC, man. Look at those AC. That's what I'm saying. This has to be a new building. And now it's it's a pharmacy college. <laughs> now it's a meth. It's a meth lab, <laughs> <laughs> bro. You gotta have you gotta have uh, controlled temperatures when you're cooking up meth, bro. I mean that's just how it works. All right, yeah. all right. So again, and then Tracy throws his bandana, and the people are about to kill each other, like it is Mardi Gras in New Orleans for the bandana. So he waves the flag, blah blah blah, all that good stuff. Brian Anderson joins the commentary team. Some others mm. does win wins the match. Um, Doc, what you got from this? Just a decent, solid opener. Tracy's got the crowd revved up, and the match is, you know, keeps it going. They were lathered. Hopper, you got anything else? Is this the first time we've seen Tracy not wear the uh, Rebel flag gear? Black panty, black panties. Yeah. Yeah, because he's got the black trunks on. That's the first thing I thought. I was like, well, call them panties. <laughs> just, just no, uh, you know, Confederate flag shit on them. Yeah. Maybe he was, but they got ripped off at the earlier part of the show. Mm. These people like their Confederate gear. Mm. South Uh, is going to rise again more ways than one. (laughs) We keep going. (laughs) We keep going. Smothers cuts a promo. Uh, It's building up this match with Brian Anderson. Whoa. You don't. You sound like you got lost there. Or you're not interested. What's going on, pal? Do you need some yeah, help? I told him not. I'm not. It doesn't have me emotionally invested. Man, I got to tell you, um, he's, uh, that may be true, but Tracy's trying real hard here. So you want me to play it so we can hear him try real hard? I'm just not. You into don't it. have to. I'm just saying he's trying. Uh, well, Smothers is a hell of a promo. So obviously, yeah, but. Let me ask Hopper. Are you invested what? in it? him and into this? No, no. And Hopper and Tracy get along great. He's not just gonna bash Tracy just because he just because it's just you got to call it what it is, man. And I don't know. I don't blame Tracy. I just think people aren't invested in. I don't hate Brian Anderson enough to want to be involved. You know, want to see Tracy kick his ass. I guess that's the problem. Because you. Could you imagine him being uh, your attorney, Tracy? I, I had that oh, no, Brian. same note, man. He just grabs Brian Anderson. Hold. He just grabs a hold and goes to the mat and just lays there. He's just that's his lawyer in style. Is just slow and the, the, over in the jury box. Six of them are asleep. I mean. I mean, you the other six are like, man, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I think you did it. I don't know. Fuck. And then Oli brings out a chair to watch everything in the courtroom. I wonder if he's a real good attorney, like highly sought out. You think he has those fucking commercials? That the, if you're in a wreck before you accept the check. People come yeah. back to Ben. Yeah. Call the strong arm. I feel you like that, that shit is. I feel like that shit is highway robbery to people. Man, that's that is that is shooting poor fish in a barrel. Man, yeah. that is just taking advantage of people who, like, have no other means. And man, yeah, you get a little money out of it, but literally, it's a little money. Right, because the attorney gets a third, and, and yeah. then the fucking doctor gets a third. And then the and lawyer gets another part of that at leftover third. Everybody's getting that hundred percent is getting divided up into pie pieces, and you're getting one freaking, you know, ninety ninth yeah. of it. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a not not a good thing. Brian Harrison right. got me a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, he got himself six hundred while he was doing it too. 
Um, and to be honest, I've seen this actually happen. So that's why. Uh oh. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. you you're from the hood. That probably happened a lot in your yeah, world. Probably. My neck, my back, my neck, and my back. I just no, won the lottery. I told you a story that happened. You're just not remembering right now. I I don't. I, yeah, I don't. Okay. All right. After Tracy, we go to a replay of Ron Wright showing up last week unexpectedly for the Dirty White Boy and Bruiser Bedlam strap match. Remember, Ron laid out Cornette. All that good stuff went down. Uh, Doc, I know you love recaps, right? F. F. This wasn't a bad recap, though, because it was Brother Ron. Let me just put that out there. Um, so then we go now to a new promo, though, after the recap. It's Dirty White Boy and Ron Wright. This is, with Jim Ross. This is this is Ron, Ronnie here trying to talk him in the building, pal. Right. You got to remember. So... They're promoting the card that would have been tonight, November 26, 94, in Johnson City. Because as this is airing, Thanksgiving Thunder is happening. So let's go to Ron Wright and Dirty White Boy trying to talk them into building for the episode that's going to be live tonight. That's what happened here last week. But, Ron, I want to ask you a question. What's going to happen tonight in Johnson City? Look, I've not got it to take an hour to tell you everything I've drug out of the bag that I'm going to pull on him tonight in Johnson City. I just want everybody to know this Thanksgiving thunder, thunder tonight in Johnson City, Tennessee is going to be something that nobody don't want to miss because let me tell you something, I've pulled a lot of low-down stuff in my life and everybody here in East Tennessee knows it because I was born and raised in this sin. But let me tell you something, you better get down there early tonight because the stuff I'm going to do, I can't tell you about it on TV. You know, I love to see Ron this excited because you'd run, you look 20 years younger and I can't wait to watch you grab a hold of Jim Cornette right by that little scrawny chicken neck goozle of his and you pull him out and you draw back before you do that you go into them tights maybe pull out a chain or a pair of brass knuckles or maybe the chisel and you bust <laughs> him and he goes down and what I want to see you do like you've did many many times to knock out all your opponents I want to see you load that boot and bust that big ugly head like a pumpkin Jim Cornette you are going down at the hands of Ron Wright and Bruce Bedlam, me and you's got a big, big score to settle, tough guy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, when we come back, the Beat the Champ Television Championship matchup, and we'll have it. Doc, your thoughts on Ron Wright and Dirty White Boy there? They're so good together. Yeah. I mean, they've been doing this now for what? Three years? Right? Yeah. Yeah, a little over. They're just, they're two peas in a pod, and Ron Wright is, man, what a great, I can't tell you what I'm going to do on TV. You got to see it for yourself. That's just classic. And, man, I used to think Tracy Smothers was their Hulk Hogan. If that's the case, then Dirty White Boys, they're stone cold, because, man, he's just talking to them like we're going to bust his head like a pumpkin. You know, we never got to see really, though, with the, with um White Boy and Ron. From if you, I mean, think about it. Most of the time, oh, they were. Hold heels. on a second. One thing here, Bruh, If I have not bought this Night of Legends DVD yet, it ain't gonna happen. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true, huh? I want that souvenir program. No, that's not true. I, I got a Dewey a... Decimal System that you can catalog it with. This is a different day and a different time. This Are you sure? Been... Yeah, I mean, it's only three months at this point. For I mean, they're going to keep selling this shit. That was their biggest night. So, yeah. So yeah, I also liked cool. that the chisel was brought up because I listened to the stud cast and that chisel is a scary thing. Yeah. And what I was about to say was, you know, we never got to really see dirty white boy and ron as baby faces we we did like because remember when when he got attacked by brian lee and all that he kind of went away because he got stretched out so we never really got to see them in a true like face run together it was white boy was a face and ron hadn't been there most of the time i mean he was there a little bit but not a lot 
So, like, it would have been really good to see them. You know, we saw them all through their heel run, but to, to have, like, a real babyface run together, if that makes sense. Um, Harper, what would you have from it, though? Yeah, I mean, fuck, he's a babyface to these people. Mm-hmm. With his fucking Tennessee fucking sweatshirt on. Volunteer. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be in Johnson City tonight, so he's talking mm-hmm. to the building. Yeah. Mama, yeah. let's go. Yeah. Mama, can now we you go? Know, now, we you, go? We now go? you know we haven't got our check. It's the end of the month, and we have not gotten our check yet. I mean, assume assume this airs in the morning that that show is. Right. Like, that, them, that, whatever kid is watching this on that little TV with the rabbit ears and the knobs, that kid's like, come on, please bring me, please, 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 you know, that type of stuff. Now, yeah. you know that... You know that the postman doesn't bring our check until the first of the month. All right. Um, Dad, so we daddy's, then... daddy's black lung doesn't pay off until the first of the month. That's our, nice. Our disability. We go to the next match. Brian Anderson versus the Nightmare. The um, Nightmare. So the Nightmare. Some... And... Go. What you about to say? You about to tell me who you think the Nightmare is? I know who he is, and I have some fun facts about him. Who is he? I want to see if you think it's who I believe it is, but I'm not 100% sure. I have it as Ted Allen. That would make more sense than the person I was like. Okay, let me give you some context. When I I hear the nightmare, I think of the nightmare from Mid-South in 85. Which that was Randy Colley, better known as Moondog Rex by WWF people. No, this is Ted Allen, and he uh, he's he is probably more famous for two men that he trained. Oh yeah, who's that? One would be Scott Riggs. You gonna ask about the other one? I'm like, well, what the fuck are you pause for? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Well, the other one's pretty big and deserves that kind of pause because you're staring at the man who trained Arn Anderson. Really? There you go. Are you sure this is him? I kind of fucking think if he trained Arn, he'll be fucking older. He's wearing a hood. How do you know how old he is? I mean, not like he wouldn't be able to move. <laughs> I don't think... See, here... I don't, I don't know. Somebody will tell us, but... Like I said, the nightmare in Mid South was Randy Colley, which so was I read Ted Allen's obituary in off Canoe Slam Wrestling, and it mentioned that he worked for Smoky Mountain as the nightmare and blah blah blah, and that he had trained Arn Anderson. So that, I be, no, I believe I I I actually believe Doc with who it is more than I that more than I'm not saying this is the nightmare that i know i'm just this is off the, but you got to remember this is the night not the nightmare like mid south this is based off the nightmares like ken wayne right well that's what i'm saying i'm thinking when i think when i'm not saying that i'm saying when i hear the nightmare i'm thinking randy collie i'm not thinking well they're that. also bringing out the infernos but that's not the same infernos so well, i i'm again that's why i said that what i said i'm about to i'm about to make harper laugh though harper look how close he's uh-huh. got him to that rope again as he's got that arm bar <laughs> Yeah, they're like, yeah, well. <laughs> he's on the rope. Right. Look at his feet. His feet are under the rope when he puts it on him originally. And I was like, I bet you Hopper blew a gas. Man. Watch his feet fuck? right here. Watch. I'm going to pause it when they show it. Look at his feet. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> he's under the rope. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I just had to say that. Any thoughts from the match, Hopper? Besides his feet. That's why he became an attorney. Yeah, to get shit like that straight. Fuck. All right, Doc. Any thoughts on the match with Anderson and Nightmare? Not particularly. All right. Well, we're really about to ratchet it up and piss off um, some people or Hopper especially. But oh, real quick, this was Brian Anderson winning the the title to beat the champ TV title for the last time. So what they do is they oh, yeah. retire it. So we got to get a, we got to get a new champion, I guess next episode or one after. So we'll see. But Harper's about to get really mad because Why? we go to Scott, Steve and Bob Armstrong. And it's basically, yeah. um, first off, Bob has a black Ribera steakhouse jacket on. And, um, 
Bob is still plugging the match where if he wins, Corny will kiss his feet. And I watched this and could not help but to think, man, Harper is over there getting angry yeah. watching this promo. I was thinking Bob looks, this is the first time I could say he looks old. He it's looks like an old man dressed. here. I think it's the way he's dressed. And he's got the hat. Why is the bottom of the jacket unbuttoned like that and the top is buttoned? He doesn't have the bottom. It looks button. like he like he stole something from a fucking store and, and he stuck it in the jacket. <laughs> I think so. All right. Uh, Doc, did you walk away? You got any thoughts on this? Oh, he's got to come back for this next segment. Jesus Christ. All right. So anyway, uh, uh, let's... God. I need him for this next segment real, real bad. I'm here, man. What do you want? Why do you keep walking away? What's going on now? Is it the repair people? No, I had to get a cup of coffee. Yeah. Dude, you just got a cup of coffee. We just started this episode. I drank that cup of coffee. Okay. Man, if you what? if you drink as much beer as I do at night, you got to drink a bunch of coffee in the morning to get going. You're a fucking alcoholic, and you just don't want to admit it. That's nice. What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> it's supposed to mean what it means. You make fun of okay. people who drink IPAs and stuff, and you make fun of me drinking Hennessy once every blue moon, but you drink fucking 20 beers every night. I had five beers last night. Oh, I'm sorry, and you had 15 the night before. No, I had six the night before. Oh, you had 10 the night before that then. Yeah. See? He can't... He's, <laughs> gets wasted every is, night my, it's not wasted you <laughs> jackass and it, it's it's i have a stressful existence you have a you have a problem you need to you have to live with a buzz that is the definition of an alcoholic no you know i'm right oh <laughs> yeah it is i i'm not i'm not planning on consuming any alcoholic beverages this day <laughs> no but tonight is a different story no, not tonight either. None. Okay. Well, let's go now to Jim no, Ross because I'm tired on. of arguing with you. Okay, well. Will you kiss my feet? I hear no, that's big no. in the Smoky Mountains. <laughs> yeah, really. Everybody's uh, got a fucking foot fetish when they're picking the, their ginseng. For real, dude. What is this foot fetish that is going on in this promotion? I'm just over it. That's true, huh? Yeah, I'm just... that's. The There's a lot of satin out there with the Armstrongs, man. They all have their satin jackets on and fucking... Steve should have just said, I've been over in Japan making real money, not like this Smoky Mountain bullshit. Wow. Uh, so, Doc, let's go now to... Well, well this, is cer- this. this is certainly something here. Well, let me ask this before we, before we jump into this. We got Jim Ross with Jim Cornette and the Gangsters, and this is the best confrontation segment we're going to see with JR and Cornette. Do you have anything you want to say before I play this bit of audio that is... Really good. It, well, just that this produces a couple of the most memorable lines in the Smoky Mountain history books. And it puts, you know, I was going to save this for the end. It doesn't spoil anything. We're about to play it anyway. But New Jack has been kind of off whitey lately because he's been, they've been, building up the feud with the rock and roll. It's good to see him get back to his knitting, if you will. And I want to say this. It takes a minute for this to get started because Corny is being the ultimate salesman. He's he's, he's giving his sales pitch to Boy, you know what I you know what I thought of here? Y'all remember Jerry uh what was his name? Jerry Heller with NWA and they were all like saying that he got easy e to turn on the rest of them that's what this reminded me of hmm. uh Hulk, oh yeah that's true huh <laughs> yeah. harbor you got any thoughts before i hit play nah all right hit play. Let, let's listen because this is this is a lot of fun this is jim ross with Cornette and the gangsters in the confrontation segment all right, ladies and gentlemen here this week as you heard jim Cornette uh, wanted the opportunity to speak to the gangsters now What's this all about? You know, I've got to make an offer to New Jack and Mustafa right now, and also 
Uptown D'Lo Brown, how you doing? And I know that you got a lot on your mind this weekend, New Jack, the ghetto street fight with the Rock and Roll Express. I know you got a lot on your mind. If you want to, go ahead and vent that now. Get that out of the way, and then I got a few words to say to you. Rock and Roll Express, finally, you done went to the ultimate. You decided that you could get mad enough to sign a match between me and Mustafa, a street fight. My kind of fight, you understand? You don't know nothing about that. We already proved that wrestling might not be one of our best things, but fighting, baby, we master in that. And we done proved it. We got the straps. You don't. You and Ricky somewhere now crying the blues, calling the commissioner, crying because you said we cheated. Well, if we did, so what? You got drunk in Memphis, couldn't make it to the show, you blame that on us. So now you want to come up here and try to cause some more problems for us. Well, I'm going to tell you something, and I'll tell Jim Cornette, and I'll tell these rednecks, I don't need to rock and roll. I don't need nobody out here cheering for me. And most of all, partner, I don't need you. Well, I'll tell you what, that's what you do need. That's what you do need, New Jack, and that's why I'm out here to make you this offer today because of what you said about the rock and roll. You see, as, as bad as it pains me to say this, you guys have come closer to putting the Rock and Roll Express out of wrestling than any team that I've managed so far. And it pains me to say that because I wanted to be the one to take credit for it. But I tell you what, you guys have the ability to be the greatest tag team on the face of this planet. You guys have almost finished with the rock and roll, and I see unlimited potential in your future. You guys get in there, and you can do anything in that ring. But where you have a few shortcomings is where I can help out. Because you see, you guys aren't diplomatic. You aren't very tactful. You go in there, and instead of trying to negotiate and sign those contracts the right way and talk to people, you go in there and you steamroller. I've got the inside track on signing contracts. I've been dealing with these promoters, push these pencils around, telling people what to do for a long time now. And whereas you guys get in that ring and you pull a set of brass knuckles out or you pull a blackjack out right in front of the referee and knock somebody out, I can teach you how to be more devious because I've been doing that sneaky stuff for years. So what I am saying to you is your ship has come in, a golden opportunity has taken place, and I'm going to make you an offer today unprecedented. I've managed two tag teams in the last 10 years the midnight express and the heavenly bodies and both of them have been the greatest tag team in the business at their time both of them the world tag team champions smoky mountain champions the list goes on and on i am here prepared to make you an offer order before midnight tonight of a lifetime i am prepared to sign the gangsters to an exclusive contract for me to manage you and take you straight to the top i'll get those contracts signed the right way i'll do the right kind of negotiations and i'll teach you those little subtleties about being sneaky and devious that you haven't so far picked up on in other words what i'm saying to you is my guidance and my guiding hand, together with your natural ability, will be unstoppable. All you got to do is sign on a dotted line, and I'm going to shake your hand, and I'm going to say it's been a pleasure doing business with you. Cornette, for 400 years, white folks got ships, went to Africa, stole my ancestors, brought them back here chained in the bowels of a slave ship for 400 years. Now this is 1994, not 1794. I don't need no white boy like you or these rednecks out here coming to me telling me what you can do for me. I got a college education and a criminal record, so I know how to make decisions. So let me tell you something. The gangsters are black owned and black operated. And I don't need no white boy telling me jack, punk. I don't think they're going to do the deal with you. Then you're <laughs> going to be sorry about this. An opportunity like this don't come along every day. And I am not like these rednecks, and I've never been like these rednecks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, apparently Mr. Cornette's business proposition has gone awry. No deal with the gangsters, and we'll be back. Don't you go away. A lot more still to come. Oh, uh, well, there's a lot well, there to unpack. So, uh, y'all fight for who wants to go first. Go ahead, Harper. Go, uh, go ahead, Harper. Uh, Harper? Uh, what? What are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> okay. You don't it, have nothing to say about what? it? What? Go ahead. It's like the faces, huh? 
I don't think so. You don't Off think so? Crew. That's true, not, huh? Not where we're at. <laughs> Fucking poop, Bradley. Okay, let me stop this because we got to talk <laughs> yeah, about yeah. this in a second because we'll get sidetracked on what we just discussed. But I, I don't. No, I don't think they're faces. He's he's fucking college educated and he's got a criminal record. He knows how to make decisions. That's what right, a line. Damn it. Yeah. But then he followed it up with the gangsters are black owned and black operated. I don't need a white what boy another telling great me Jack line. Punk. <laughs> and then Jr. sarcastically hits him with the "That's real classy" when he says, "I don't think they're gonna do the deal with you." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's no nonchalant. I'm I'm starting to love Jr. sarcasm, and I don't know if I realized it as much in back in the day. Okay, what do you got, Doc? Hey, hey. Oh, well, I'm sorry, I'll Hopper, I'll... Go ahead. Oh. And fucking Mustafa looks like a fucking nightmare. <laughs> with Man. The, with that Raider shit on and and, and the mask. Like, this is these people's worst fucking nightmare showing up yes. to their house. That's what they picture when they hear a fucking noise outside. And Man. they look through the fucking blinds in their trailer. That's I, what they see. I guarantee you, a guy watching that turned to his daughter and said, you ever bring anybody home like that, I'll shoot you. <laughs> Mustafa, with the mask over his face in the... Raiders jacket, the long Raiders jacket and the bandana on the head is intimidating. I mean, he looks he, he first he looks bigger than what he is because he's he's the one closest to the camera, so like it's an optical illusion. He looks huge, but he looks scary and he, he Doc's right. These people looked at him like you're right, Hopper. They're like, "Oh my god, this guy. What he's, the hell? He's a nightmare. He's yes. a real nightmare." Yes. All right, Doc. I'm going to turn it to you. So much. Um, All the way back to the beginning, wrestling might not be our best thing. <laughs> what a great line that was. Uh, he did say, now we got the straps. So he called them straps. Everybody popped when he called him Patna. <laughs> Patna? Patna? <laughs> uh, <laughs> And then Corny's just great because he's like, I can help you be even worse. And, you know, I was thinking, he goes, I can teach you the tricks on how to be sneaky. I was like, I was I was hoping that included ether. Yeah. Um, but there's there's some carefully selected words here that are just. The perfect word choice to set this crowd off. Because if you go to the racist watching this, they hate the fact that this thing is 400 years old. Because they want to say slavery was 100 years at this point, or 130. No, and when you got he that said, backwards. You got that backwards. Well, Everybody no. think everybody no no you got it backwards. Everybody thinks everybody thinks slavery was four hundred years ago. It's like ah it 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 didn't end that long ago, assholes. We're only a couple generations, three generations from that shit. And then so, well, and he used the term y'all came and stole my people. That's man. right. And Jesus that's a Christ. That's a very powerful word choice there. They stole them. And, and the racist would say, yeah, but your people sold them. Well, whatever. I'm not here to discuss the, the 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 machine, the inner workings that don't of make slavery. It fucking right. Them right. motherfuckers was wrong too. Shit. I mean, see, yeah, this is two where wrong, this two wrongs, pal. This is that whole statement I made years ago. I've always said, "Wrong is wrong. I don't give a shit what you are." Yeah, and this shit was wrong too. But go ahead. Yes. So uh, the obvious lines about the college education, the criminal record, black owned, black operated. But Corny is fantastic there because now what he's done is I don't know that he's completed a baby face turn here, but he has definitely positioned the gangsters as even more heelish because they're so heelish. They won't even work with with him. 
these guys are insane. And he started the ball on this a few weeks ago when he goes, I can't talk strategy with them. They don't want to talk mm-hmm. to me and Tammy. Don't know what we're going to do. And this is the culmination of that. So this yeah. whole thing is great on a, on several levels. Yeah, there's a, there's, I agree with you, Doc. There's a lot of great here. I told you, um, longtime um, listener and patron, uh, Ben Martin on the Facebook group was telling me that he was sitting in the second row and the guy behind him, I think he said guy behind him, when this segment started before Cornette was getting into his pitch, he was like, I knew that goddamn Jim Cornette was going to try to recruit those ends. That's uh, nice. <laughs> um, screamed it out while this was actually playing. He was in the building and the guy said it. it uh, so um, that's one thing. But what's funny about this is, you know, when you think about this, I've said this a couple of times. Corny is, is one of the most devious managers ever he's ethered people he's assaulted them with these with the racket i mean he, fireballs. he's real. fireballs cosmic <laughs> fireballs he's an evil bastard on the surface of is, is his wrestling personality and character and it's amazing because all of a sudden as evil as he is he's now trying to recruit the gangsters which is very bad and these people are like fuck you cornet but then when the gangsters turn him down and what's about to happen, he's kind of about to be babyface corny because it's like, well, fuck that. I mean, you know, he was going to align himself with them, but now he's not. Um, all of a sudden now, it's like he's the lesser of two evils in my in my eyes as this thing's going to play out. But this is a this is a what do you say, Doc, always a seminal moment. Would you say that? That is that is correct. This is yeah. good shit right here. We are black owned and black operated. Um, you you know I, you love that line because you you know y'all y'all are that way. Y'all, y'all want to be. See, there you go. Who's the racist now, motherfucker? Yeah, no, I, I want to include everyone. You know, it was funny. I was talking to my wife, and I had this promo in my mind. We were having a discussion. We were talking about her uh, grandparents, and um, she she was cutting a promo on something she saw on the news, and it was related to uh, slavery four hundred years ago, and. She was like, these motherfuckers, slavery didn't end 400 years ago. My grandfather, um, his parents were slaves. What is this shit? I get tired. She she got all hot about it. I started to show her this promo, but then I figured she might get a little hotter because she doesn't understand wrestling's a work sometimes and whatnot. So, yeah, anyway, just a little something I wanted to add to that is New Jack saying 400 years ago. It's not 400 years ago, people. It actually was much more recent in especially in terms of uh humans being on this earth uh anything else before we keep moving this is great i almost want to play new jack's response again that was great yeah good it was shit fucking awesome good shit so we go from <laughs> hold on i'm gonna play we go from that rather serious moment to <laughs> george south taking on boo bradley and um, Harper, give me some commentary as Bruce, Boo's making his way to the ring. We got George South in here right now, and here comes Boo. I think Boo. he's funny. <laughs> when he fucking pulls a mask, I was like, it's me. <laughs> here it is. He's coming. I'm waiting for it to happen. We're watching on Patreon. Uh, here comes Boo. Look at the people. The people are cheering. They're, they're yeah. happy to see Boo. You know? He's like the lovable idiot. They're cheering because here comes Tammy. She changed dresses, though. Hopper. There he comes. <laughs> he is a sympathetic baby face. Yeah. He These is people a... really like him. And, oh my and then Candido slaps him. <laughs> He's like a, a uh go ahead. This is a precursor to the Eugene character. Yes. I was thinking the same thing. But but I like Hulk Hogan. I don't care. Oh, no, wait. Fuck, that wasn't fucking Eugene. No, that wasn't Eugene. But he is yeah. a precursor to the Eugene character. He he really is. It's Except he's just bigger. But that goes to show you how good Boo was. He's pulling this off. Think about what he does after this. He's a, He was a really good talent, man. He was just damn good. Um, So, Boo, like we said, Boo comes out to the ring with a mask on this week. But Candido is just abusing him as Boo. He... Candido, he hits Boo in the head a couple of times as Boo is getting in the ring and taking this mask off. Uh, Boo gets the win, as you would expect, over longtime veteran George South, who made him look like a million bucks. Doc, any thoughts on the match? 
JR did a good job of putting South over as a capable veteran and all yeah. of that. I thought that was nice. And then at 27-42, you had a pretty nice power slam. Okay, let's go to it. He's about to do it now. Uh, anything else, Doc? Yeah, that's about it. Here it comes. Power slam. Yeah, it looked good. Uh, all right, Hopper, anything before we go to the promo? Nah. All right. So we go to the end of the promo. It is uh, Candido, Tammy Fitch, Boo Bradley. Here it is. And now let's go to Jim Ross for the interview. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as we mentioned, whether it be tonight in Johnson City or tomorrow in Marietta, Georgia, the Cobb Civic Center, the situation between uh, you two gentlemen, Cactus Jack and Primetime Brian Lee, I got to think it's going to be settled within the next 48 hours. Let me tell you something about this weekend at Thanksgiving Thunder, myself and Brew Bradley against Brian Lee and Cactus Jack. Wait, Let me, hey. Cactus, I like him. He tried to probably be my friend. Yeah. Let me tell you something, Boo. You like Cactus Jack so much, I guess you don't know something he did. Last week, you know what he tried to do? He tried to kick Boots. He tried to kick your precious little kitty. He wanted to hers. Now what do you think about Jack, huh? Yeah. That's right, you're going to hurt him. Get away from him. You're not going to touch him until I tell you you can touch him. And when you can is after you beat Cactus Jack and Brian Lee this weekend at Thanksgiving Thunder. That is a promise, I guarantee you. Chris Candido and Boo Bradley will be victorious. Come on, guys. Get out of here. Get out. Oh, get, get out of here. here. Well, well, you got to feel sorry for that guy. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, here's more. Doc, any thoughts on this abuse of continuing with Boo? That's nice. I can't believe Cactus tried to kick Boots. I'm still waiting for that damn cat to, the pills to wear off and just <laughs> go <laughs> shit. <laughs> Because you know when a cat, with a cat, we talked about this, they go from 0 to 100 in a matter of a second. What the hell was that? Starts hissing. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, I mean, you know, a dog kind of like, you can start him, he, he'll he get, like, he won't get wound up real quick. Like, he'll he'll lift his head and his eyes and his ears, and then you'll hear like a type, you know, before he starts. But a cat is just, you know, so a dog takes their time to get all riled up. A cat... It just goes from zero to 100 violence in a matter of seconds, man. I don't know. I was just waiting for this cat to just rip some shit up. But, uh, Hopper, you got anything from this? When when a JR says, man, I feel sorry for that guy, which one do you think he's talking about? <laughs> <laughs> there's so many There's so many opportunities here for that. You're dirty. <laughs> what? You're a dirty bastard. You dirty motherfucker. Holy. All right. Uh, Doc, do you have anything from Cactus's promo here? Uh, he said something about enjoying the missionary position that I didn't quite catch. It was okay. Better than last week. Hopper, do you have anything from it? Uh, no. Yeah, when he said the fucking missionary, I was like, wait, what? Huh? <laughs> I think he's doing his best to talk him into the building. It was a little bizarre, yeah. but that's what you liked about Cactus back then. I don't. I mean, yeah. I didn't have anything like specific from it, but it's bizarre. Uh, th this is the home stretch of Thanksgiving Thunder. They're trying to get these people right to that event. So there you go. Um, that's all I had though. So we go straight from that though to Brian Lee and Lance Storm versus the Gangsters, who have D'Lo Brown out there with them. Uh, the gangsters once again are frisked at the start of the match. Uh, before the match, they got to see if they got their weapons and if they're if they got their metal or iron or pieces on them. So I'm sure Doc got a good kick out of that. Uh, you know, make sure they this have is, a block this is also since it's on the screen right now. This is also when wearing Michigan stuff was a heel move because it was that Fab Five Michigan versus Duke white boy black boys kind of thing. Yes, and now Juwan Howard is a babyface because he just became Michigan's head basketball coach. Uh, the Fab Five actually are now babyfaces in general, if, if you ask me. One of them's on ESPN. Yeah, one of them's on TNT. One of them's the head coach of uh, Michigan. Anyway, Chris Webber's actually a good commentator. I haven't listened to him this year, but I always thought he was he was. Why haven't you good. listened to him this year? His basketball Why? just ain't doing it for me. Because you're racist. Uh, mm -hmm. He was he was on um 
but he did some. I think he did some NCAA games. I want to say I heard him there this year, but no, I, Toronto won. Mm-hmm. Great. Call me when they well, win the series. Maybe I'll watch. That's nice. <laughs> if they go up two games, uh, two games to none, would you would you Golden watch that? State, Golden State is going to win that series in four. I mean, in six, not four. It's impossible. They'll win it in six. <laughs> says the dude who hadn't been watching basketball. So take that for what it's worth. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Jr. does a great job on commentary in this match, selling the gangsters. I thought he talks about how corny tried recruiting them, and with good reason because he finally sees these guys as a team that can finally get rid of the rock and roll. And they're not saying a lot since. I mean, if you think about it, Corny's trying to get these guys, but he had the Heavenly Bodies and Midnight Express, and they could never get rid of the rock and roll. So now he's trying to recruit these guys to do that because it's something he's never been able to do. Um, Doc, any thoughts before I go to, like, kind of how this thing ends up closing down the show? Just look at all, and I mean all, the ECW, future ECW people running around here. Boy, yeah, I had no, that in my note. What did you have, Harper? This is like the fucking ECW's, uh, like, triple-A team. I mean, it, it's, you got the fucking New Jack, Landstorm. Primetime Brian Lee, right. Tammy, Chris, Cactus, the Gangsters, Ooh. everybody out there but but Curtis and uh, D'Lo. Right. And, and fucking George South. <laughs> it's, um, ECW. I mean, it's like an, it's like right. a... It ain't ECW, but it is. It's, I mean, it's literally an ECW crew out there for for, for so, 90 percent more ECW crew out there. So my other thought here was, uh, man, Lance Storm bumped around for the gangsters like a like he did a really nice job helping them look great. Yeah, I got the same thing, Harper. What did you anything yeah. like that? Mm-hmm. All right, so it's a pretty. You know, I mean, for TV standards, it's a pretty, I'd say, a lengthy match. I mean, they they go a, they go a really really long time yeah. to get to close to the end. But so what happens is, at the end, there's plenty of shenanigans and it happens quick. Candido, um, he's out there. He hits Brian Lee with a trash can while the ref isn't looking. So Brian Lee gets pinned when that happens. Now, um, Cactus then comes out to the ring. When Brian Lee looks up, he sees Cactus holding the trash can. Um, Candido, who used the can, is hiding under the ring at this point. Storm chases Candido from under the ring, and Cactus then nails Candido with the can. Candido takes a great bump on the floor. Uh, Tammy and Boo are also out there at ringside. Uh, it's a, it's a lot of shenanigans, a lot of moving parts here. After Candido, Boo, and Tammy are chased off, Cactus, Storm, and Lee are in the ring getting some cheers. Uh, it's like Doc said, there's a lot of basic EC, it's ECW out there at this point. Um, but anyway, yeah. lots of, lots of shit at the end. Long story short, the gangsters win, but it was because of shenanigans and, and the, the cheating of Candido hitting Brian Lee with the trash can. So, uh, Doc, any other thoughts on how this match finished? Wild finish, uh, trash cans, boing, off the head. Uh, I think I'm fine with everything that happened. Yeah, the heels got the faces got screwed and the heels got one up. Hopper, do you have anything else? No, not no. Yeah. Same thing. So all, all right. right. Same fucking thing. I <laughs> know, I mean wow. same thing. I'm not I'm not I'm not saying same thing to Barry. I'm saying I've got the same thing. It was a shenanigans yeah. and you know, screwy finish and whatnot. All right. So after that, um Cactus is in the ring, he's got the microphone. Let's go to see what he's got to say about what just went down. Here it is. And they're wanting a match. Candido, you want to step in and ambush my partner? When I used to know you, you bleach blonde puke. You were no man. Now you walk around here with Tammy Fitch. Well, you're even less of a man. And I'm saying to you, you think you're a bad boy. Well, I'm the baddest apple on the tree. You get in the ring with me next week right here on television, or I swear to you on his name, I'll make you suffer. Bang, bang! 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, challenge has been laid down. We'll update you in the hotline on all the things going on in Thanksgiving Thunder for Les Thatcher. I'm Jim Ross saying we'll see you at Thanksgiving Thunder. Well, there you have it. Uh, a little challenge for next week. Doc, you got any thoughts as they head off uh, for Thanksgiving Thunder? Let's do Thanksgiving Thunder right now. No, yeah. we can't. I bet it probably costs more to call that fucking hotline to find out what happened on Thanksgiving Thunder than to fucking actually go there. <laughs> he sounds so mad when he says I know. That. He sounds hot about it, too. <laughs> uh, depending on how long you stay on the phone, you're probably right. <laughs> you could have just bought a ticket and go. Yeah. Uh, all right. So no other thoughts, Doc? Just you ready for Thanksgiving Thunder? I'm ready, man. Abdullah's oh. in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? All right. So let's give out some disability checks. Uh, that's uh -oh. my computer doing that. It's, I just needed an update. Uh, let's um, let's give out some disability checks. Before we do so, become a patron at tinyurl.com slash Patreon, B-E-T-T. Within the month of May, we dropped 20 episodes on our Patreon. Page. How is that even possible? What? Um, we dropped a. I mean, I'm not going to go through it now, but we had a bunch, a couple of world class shows. I'm telling you, we did, we did, we had six different pre shows drop. No, not twenty. I'm adding them. We had twelve. Do you need me to look it up? You're asking a question. Do you want me to stop and look it up? Because that's what I feel like you're saying right now. I don't really care. Just okay, so patron. don't, don't ask the fucking question then. You see, this is what he does me, everybody. <laughs> he says, how is that possible? And then when I go to look it up, he doesn't care. Doc, ask, he does this all the time. He does it at work. He does it on this show. He asks a question, but he doesn't want to fucking answer. That's what type of idiot I'm dealing with here. Harper and I, we're dealing with that type of idiot. Yeah. So anyway. Straighten up. Asshole. Right. Dark Look, side of the Harper, ring. You think, Harper, you think Harper cares? Hey, do you think Harper cares? So just Look. so you know, in the last 30 days, we have done the Crockett Cup, Dark Side of the Ring. You and I did it. Lance and I did it. Two different world-class casts. We did the Memphis show. We did a Geno episode. Lance and I then did a Geno episode on Dark Side of the Ring. We did the Bunkhouse, another world-class show, Continental, Double or Nothing, Top five sitcoms was actually right at the end of April, so within the last 30 days. Uh, the Spam Factory. What day was that recorded on? I'm trying to look that up right now. Oh, yeah. Since you asked. That was on four, That was on April 25th. He asked the question, though. Just saying. Look, Mike Mills has a college degree and a criminal record. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Oh, so become a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreon btt that's just this last month that doesn't even include the other 200 episodes that are up as well on patreon um doc disability checks how many are you giving this one uh i like this episode quite a bit so i'm gonna say 8.3 offer you i give it an eight And let me guess. What are you? Wait, about, what are you giving it? What are you giving it, Mike? Yeah, uh, I'm giving it. Go to tinyurl.com/bttamazon to uh, help support this show on an ongoing basis. You can get Bobby Blaze's book there, "Pin Me, Pay Me," along with his other novels and books as well. You can also buy anything and everything off of Amazon there. Just use our link, tinyurl.com/bttamazon. We're gonna go to the so government you're, cheese. So you're now. not gonna rate it. We're going to go to the government cheese now, and if nice. anybody out there does not give it to New Jack, um, I think you're losing it. So I'm giving mine to New Jack. Who are you giving yours to, Doc? Uh, give me New Jack. Wow. Captain Obvious here. Um, yeah. Harper, who are you giving yours to? It's got to be New Jack. The gangsters are black-owned and black-operated. We don't up. need no white boy. Telling us what to do. And you're going to get that tattooed, aren't you? Not really. I don't think so. You should get um, a black owned and black operated tattoo so that it would really confuse. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> People wouldn't know how to handle that. 
<laughs> I mean, how would they see it on your black skin? <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> okay. Doc, anything else before we get out of here? Uh, just, I hope everybody has just a, 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 a blessed week ahead. And it's been a pleasure to be with the army here today. As it's hotter than six suns out here in our area, as we continue to get the heat cranked up for this goddamn God awful summer, people who hate winter, I will never understand it. Then again, we don't live up North. So our winters are mild and we kind of actually enjoy I guess that. Yeah, so but, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, but it's but it's, it's fucking hot up there too. So, well, no, what I'm saying is like I understand people because if you've ever been to like Chicago in the middle of the winter, yeah, it's, fuck that. It's, bruh, it's miserable. Yeah, like, fuck that. Single digit temperatures, twenty thirty mile an hour wind. Yeah, it's, like in Minnesota and shit, man. Yeah, y'all are fucking. Stupid. <laughs> Damn, because the thing is, it's like you can leave. Well, I think people get mistaken. Like when we say we that, like that's winter. not always true. Why doesn't everybody leave New Orleans for hurricanes? Not everybody can. Yeah, but a hurricane happens when winter is coming, like in Game of Thrones. <laughs> That comes every fucking year. You can set it to to your fucking calendar. It's coming. Is a hurricane going to hit this year? Exactly. I, <laughs> I love winter where we live, Doc, because it's typically mild. I mean, yeah, we no, do it's get perfect, huh? We do get some cold snaps and some snow every now and then, and some ice, but it's generally not too bad. But. I hate our summers, man. Fuck our summers. They can yeah, get the... Oh, fuck it. They got to take a shower before you fuck. Could, you, <laughs> could your balls get all fucking sweaty and shit, man? He's not lying. Can you imagine some girl going to Harper? I'll, I'll suck your dick, but I need you to wash them up first. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, sir. You come, out, you come out of the shower and she's passed out. Uh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> you, you start like waking her up by putting your hand hey. on her head, like bouncing it. Harper, <laughs> hey. you know, in the summer in New Orleans, man, we can't. It's like. You got to be an AC, man. I mean, yeah, you sweat your dick <laughs> off and you're just fucking staying there. You ain't even doing anything. It's miserable, man. That yeah. 100% humidity, 80 to 90 uh, degrees, just, it just smothers you, dude. And it's crazy. It's, it's right when you open the door. It, it just you. slaps you in the <laughs> fucking face. And you can't wait to get into the car. And, and fucking crank the fucking air condition up. It's miserable, oh, dude. It's like a swamp. Right. That's why I say I can relate to people who live like in Minnesota up north and stuff because it's like they got to deal with that zero degree bullshit for however long and screw that. But I hate Fuck our that. summers, man. Okay, enough weather talk. Can we get out of here? Uh, yeah, so real quick, 8.3 on the disability, 8.0 on the disability, or the Henny Award. And the Henny and Government Cheese Award goes to New Jack Clean Sweep. There you have it. Uh, Doc, do you have anything else? Never. Hopper, you? No. Tagline, Hopper, hit it. Let's get out of here. Fuck it, bitch.
Before we get out of here, I want to say thanks to all of the patrons out there and thank you for your generous patronage. We appreciate it. It really does help this show. It helps me with the cost it takes to produce this thing, software I have to buy from time to time, and just all the little miscellaneous things that go along with um, putting out two shows a week. It is a very time-consuming process that Doc and Harper and I embark on each and every week, but we do it because we know you love it, and to be honest, we love it too, so thank you for your patronage. So all the patrons out there, thank you. And if you're not one and want to support this show, it's tinyurl.com slash BTT. Before I get out of here, I do need to thank all the Hall of Fame patrons Brad Dunafin, Brad, if I'm saying that wrong, my apologies. Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Case. <laughs> I say this wrong all the time. Coach Joey Chase, aka Willie Chase, Steve Maul, Laron Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott at GA WrestleNut, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller at Half Pints Point. Keep cutting those promos, kid. Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Super Duper Hall of Famer, Mike Childry, Super Duper Hall of Famer. Uh, Kyle Riley, Super Duper Hall of Famer, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie. I see you out there, Mark. Thank you for all your your patronage. Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, The Great John Dean, at YRC21, Josh Dunn, Ryan in Auburn, Good Old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider91US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich at Spy Boy Sports Cap, R.E. Miller 39, Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman822, Marty Howell, T Hog94, and God Bold Unreal. Thank you for being Hall of Fame patrons. We appreciate it. And then lastly, check out the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast with friends of mine, Mike Pru and JV. They have a podcast series where they are breaking down the WWE career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month on a weekly basis. New episodes are released every single Wednesday morning. They are available on most platforms, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, and Google Play. You can find them on Twitter at BottomLineCast. And also, remember, at the $5 tier now, you get the ECW Extreme Livecast with Mike and JV as well. So check that out and another benefit to becoming a patron at the $5 tier or above. So thank you very much, everyone. We appreciate your patronage. You guys are the best, and we keep rocking and rolling. We are, um, by the time you hear this, we're at four years of BTT. So thank you, no matter how long you've been along for that ride on those four years. So that's all I got from Mike, Doc, and Hopper. You know what Hopper always says when we get out of here. Book it, bitch. <laughs>